Is stuff piling up and you know you got to delegate? Hand some things off to other people, but you find yourself thinking, what if it's not done correctly? Am I being unfair? Would it be faster if I just did it myself? What if I get pushback? Today's episode is all about how you can lighten your load using delegation at work and at home. Get curious because we're going to delegate with empathy and we're going to take those mama skills to the workplace and we're going to take those powerful leadership skills from work and apply them at home. Join me as we explore the worries, challenges, and the transformative solutions that can help working moms get some relief. Do you need that? You need some relief? I know I do. So get ready to discover the secrets of effective delegation from a place of love and leadership. Your journey to balance and empowerment begins right here, right now. (laughs) Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals, playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Hey, ambitious mama. If you are listening to this episode, and you know that one of the things that you struggle with is saying no, then I want you to check out my last episode, but I also want you to go into the show notes and in here you can click on a link that will lead you to an email template that will help you say no well. It's super helpful. I know how hard it is to say no, so having a little bit of structure already there is incredibly helpful. There's also a script there for if you need to have a conversation with your kids because you're just not going to do this activity or this birthday party this time. And so if you need a little bit of help, a little bit of structure to help guide that conversation, download this email template that has a script for how you can talk with your kids about things that you're going to say no to. I hope that it's really helpful. I hope that it inspires you, gives you the courage that you need to say no. I also hope that that no is heard because I know that particularly as a woman, I sometimes find myself having to say no three times before people really get it. So if you need some encouragement, if you need some guidance, use these templates. They're free. They're there for you to download instantly. And I really hope that they help you. When I was a new mom, my pelvis kept slipping out of place. This was as delightful as it sounds. We lived in this big, beautiful old home. And the laundry room was all the way down in the basement. And you had to walk down these steep stairs to get there. And it was really, really hard on my body because I'm an overachiever or I don't know what, I really wanted to cloth diaper. This was really important to me. I was concerned about diaper waste and, you know, I love the earth and stuff. So thank you, earth, you rock. We were doing a billion loads of laundry a day and it was banana pants. And I refused, refused to ask my husband to step up and do more. Any of y'all do this? You really need help and you know that you need help, but you're like, nah. In my head, I was like, I don't know if he's going to do it right. I'm going to have to nag him. And 
you know, keep asking him to do it. I'll just do it myself. And so I did. I did it myself and my body paid for it. And I think that my husband, I think that he would have appreciated me asking because I think that he would have wanted to help. At work, I face something similar. I have a lot of graduate assistants and student employees and we pay them, but I also empathize so strongly with them and how hard and challenging it is to keep up with school and work. And it's not like the pay is all that great. And I also am aware that I am in a position of power over them. Any of you all do this. You don't want to be unfair. You don't want to ask too much. You don't want them to think that you're just dumping all the blah tasks on them. Delegating is hard. Delegating well is harder. So I'm going to offer you a few things that I like to think about when I'm delegating. So I think that the first key to delegating well is choosing the right things to delegate to the right people. Let's break this down a little bit. How do you decide what to delegate? I recently had the opportunity to hear Adam Carroll speak. Adam is an amazing speaker. You can check out his TED Talk that has 6.1 million views. And what struck me when I heard him speak was he had a matrix for deciding what tasks you should do and what you might consider delegating. And so I want you to imagine, if you can't do this right now, I just want you to imagine it. Draw a vertical line down your page and then draw a horizontal line. So you have four quadrants. And in the top left quadrant, I want you to list all of your unique abilities, some of the things that you do uniquely well that are unique to you. In the top right quadrant, I want you to list all of the things that you are excellent at. You're pretty good at them. Own it. You're excellent. These may not be things that you are uniquely excellent at, but you're still pretty darn good. And then in the bottom left-hand corner are the tasks that you're competent at. And in the bottom right quadrant, are the things that you are not competent at. So I want you to list out what are your unique abilities, what are you excellent at, what are you competent at, and what do you lack competence in. You really want to be delegating all the tasks on the bottom there, the tasks that you are competent or not competent at. This way you can spend your time in your unique abilities and on the things that you're excellent at. Now, I will tell you from experience, the hardest things to delegate are the things that you're competent at because you know that you can do it. I'll give you an example. This podcast, I am perfectly competent after a lot of, lot of hard work at editing and producing the podcast. But just because I'm competent at it does not mean that I should continue to do it. So I know in the future, I need to hire someone to do the production element so that I can focus on the things that are my unique abilities. So just because I can do it doesn't mean that I'm the one who should be doing it. So watch out for the tasks that you're competent at. Those are going to be the ones that I think are hardest for us to delegate. But once you know what you should delegate, you have to think about who do you delegate to. So a few years back, I worked under a provost and he was an amazing leader. And the thing that made him such an amazing leader was the way that he would pay attention. He would pay attention to what people's strengths were and he would write it down. A side note, if you want to change your relationship with work, here's a pointer. Start walking into rooms and looking for people's strengths. What are they good at? What lights them up? I want you to do the same with your kids. I want you to do the same with your husband or your spouse or your partner. When you get home, pay attention to the things that they excel at. Start looking for that. It's going to change your relationship to them. 
It's going to change your relationship to your work. It's going to change your relationship to your home. And you don't have to feel guilty about delegating when you're giving people tasks that light them up. Something that you are just barely competent at, something that is slog work for you, is someone else's unique ability. People are diverse and wonderful, and so seek out the people whose strengths complement the things that you lack competence in. And it's okay to admit that there are some things that just aren't your jam. Let other people shine there. There's so much more that I could say about delegation, about how to delegate well, and so there'll probably be more episodes on this topic in the future. But I want to say this, how you ask matters and how you guide someone through the process of beginning the work that you've delegated matters too. So how you ask someone to do a task creates a frame for their experience. So ask thoughtfully, hey kiddos, mom could really use some help clearing off the table. Could you find three pieces of trash on the table and then go throw them away? Ada, you're really good at finding all the cups around the house. Could you see how many you could find today and then bring them to the kitchen? At work, make sure that you explain the what, the why, and the why them. So what is the task that you need them to do? Be specific. Make sure you connect it to the why. Why are we doing this task? Give that task purpose. Give that task value. And then explain why them. I've noticed that you're really great at this. And I think that you'd be a wonderful fit for this. Express appreciation. And then make sure that you offer clear feedback so that they know if they're doing the task how you wanted them to. If you can establish early on the quality that's expected, it will be much easier moving forward. Delegating well does take intentionality. It does take some effort. In fact, I think that that is often why we avoid delegating. Because we're like, oh, it's going to take more work to train somebody to do this well than if I just do it myself. However. When we delegate, and when we delegate with thoughtful intention, you're setting yourself up for more sustainable work practices for you and for others. You know, if you want your family to feel like a team, if you want your work environment to feel like you're all on the same team, then you need to invite other people to play. People want to feel like they're offering value. People want to feel like they're included. And when you take the time to pay attention, to notice people's strengths, and to offer them the opportunity to develop those strengths further and to work in those strengths, they will appreciate it. And you will appreciate getting those tasks off your list that do not grow your unique abilities. I wish for you a lightened load. I wish for you the courage to delegate and the intentionality needed to delegate well. Delegation is a form of self-care. Delegation is empowerment. Delegation can strengthen your relationships. So delegate well and be well, friends. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.